I know that God loves me no matter what. And he knows my heart. He knows how I struggle and he's always near. And um, so to know that I am loved, it's uh, instructor training has helped me to realize that. If you feel even just a little tingle in your heart when you think about instru instructor training, just do it. I promise it's worth it. Even if you feel like you will never ever teach a fitness class, just for your, just personally, it's life changing. Life changing, I just, <laughs> and I'll be honest, I didn't, realize you know I thought oh well this is I'm, I was hopeful but man I'm changed forever so just just do it for you you're worth it so um, I just want to encourage my sisters that you belong here this place is for you um, and just the leaders have really embraced everyone. And um, I mean, when Elisa says to the nations like that, she's being honest. Like she, that is the um, cry of her heart. And I feel that. I feel that here um, at Revelation Wellness. I feel accepted. I feel like I belong. Um, and we, we need you. We need more sisters that look like me to represent for our daughters. Um, we need people who look like us. And, um, you know, God loves us just the same. And, um, I mean, we're worth it. And, you're, and our, the generations coming after us are worth it. And we need to be well. We need to heal, and this is a place that we can do that. Hey friends, welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. We're so excited you joined us today for this Revving the Word episode, and we're so excited to do it with you. But before we get to that, I want to talk to you about that testimonial that you just heard from our friend and our sister, Demetria. Demetria is a, well, a Revelation Wellness instructor, and she is talking to you in that video about her experience going through instructor training. And I don't know about you, but it's hard for me to hear her heart and the passion that she carries for helping others to find the freedom that she's found and not feel emotional. Revelation Wellness instructor training starts next month. And we want you to have the opportunity, just like Demetria had, to come and get free, learn how to stay free so that you can set others free. Now, this is the last time we want you to know, this is the last time for one full year that we will be offering instructor training online exclusively until the fall of 2022. 
Now, offering it online means that it's half the cost of our normal instructor training program. So if you're feeling that tug that instructor training might be for you and doing it virtually online at a lower cost fits you and your family and your life better, would you swipe up on the show notes and download a packet? Our early bird discount deadline is August 10th, and that discount will save you an additional $200. So just like Demetria said, we need you in this community. We want you, you belong here. If you have questions, download a packet. Our enrollment advisors will answer all of your questions and get you started on this journey with others that share your heart and will pour into you. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. We're so excited to put it into your hands. Have a wonderful day. Peace. Getting the playlist going in three, two, one, play. Take a deep breath, inhale. Exhale. Do a few of those. Get present right here, right now. Take a look around you. Take in your environment. Lay down any yoke of striving, pushing, prodding. <laughs> Notice that that's your flesh trying to tell you to work harder. I would say... Let's just move better. Our physical body right now is an expression of obedience. That I am not just a hearer of the word, but a doer of the word. Can I get an amen? I'm sure about that concerning you. Otherwise you wouldn't be here. You could hear the word anywhere. Lots of places. But you want to hear the word and do the word. I really enjoy your company. So thank you, God, for this time. Thank you for the gift of our life. Even though we have walked through many valleys with foreboding spirits, Fearing death, you have conquered it all, God. And we remember that right now. We remember, we reorient ourselves back to you. We belong to you, and we were bought by the blood of Jesus. Bought by the blood of Jesus. Come and have your way in this time to get back what Jesus paid for. In Jesus' name. Amen. But I moved on. Now I finally am a heart. Finally am a heart alone. Where once was stolen. All right, here we go. Continuing our study, our sweatiest of Bible studies through the book of 1 Corinthians. We are almost through the whole letter. So proud of us. Chapter 15. Paul 
gets back to the core of his message. Remember, he has, I love Paul. You know what I love about Paul? He gives me hope as a writer. <laughs> he just says what's on his mind. I tell you what, if he was edited today by a publisher, they'd be like, why did you put this here? This makes no sense. That's not a good flow. So he kind of jumps around. And we know that 1 Corinthians 12, he talked about the spiritual gifts, the body of Christ. Then he goes to verse, uh, chapter 13, but the, the greatest gift being love. And then back in 14, he comes back to some of these courtesies. How do we do this public worship thing together? He's talking about some manners, table manners. This is how we do church. Has to have some order. We have tongues and prophecies. So he's talking about table manners. But today, he gets back to some key issues. Some people were denying resurrection, that there was no resurrection. So Paul comes back to set it straight about the resurrection of Christ. This is crucial. If there is no resurrection of Christ, you and I would not be here. So Paul begins to recount to everyone the history of this gospel, which he first preached, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, and he was raised on the third day. And then he appeared to Cephas, Peter, and then to the 12. And then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time. Most who are still alive, Paul says. Then Jesus appeared to James, to all the apostles. And last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared to me, Paul says. And then he says, throws in there, for I'm the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. So Paul pulls out the history book, says, listen, you're questioning this? This actually happened. Jesus died and rose again. If you're questioning that, you've gone out of your senses. Come back. And now, some were questioning whether we would be resurrected. Some were questioning whether resurrection even ever happened. And some were questioning whether we would be resurrected, which honestly is a very understandable question for this time. 
guys, on a scale of one to 10, be a seven to an eight. Five is a warm up. Seven is a steady, working but comfortable effort. At an eight, you're still able to observe your environment, but your focus is getting a little more narrowed. Focused. Still available. Feel that in your body, please, right now. During this time, remember, God enters our story. God creates the story, then enters into ours. And at this time, Paul would be talking to a Greek audience that believed the soul was imprisoned by the body. That the body was a problem. And permissible. Do what you want with it. It doesn't matter. It's your soul that matters. And one day we'll die and be free of these aches, pains, fluctuations, and inadequacies and inconsistencies of the body. So the Greeks elevated the soul, the spirit of a person, and called the body bad. That death, you finally were, you finally escaped and were free. <laughs> and I love that Jesus says, gotcha, I'm coming back with a body to accelerate. Use that body now with the breath that you have. <laughs> he is so good. <laughs> Come on. He confounds the wise. He disrupts the ordinary. Just when we thought we were wretched and above relief. <laughs> he says, I'm coming back for all of it. back and breathe come on <laughs> I want you to smile God <laughs> he's got you whatever you despise or try to escape from <laughs> he says why are you so dismayed what are you fearing I've dealt with this paid for by my blood So, Paul says, now if Christ is proclaimed as raised from the dead, how can some of you say there is no resurrection of the dead? Pull back. Verse 13. If there is no resurrection of the dead, then not even Christ has been raised. 
And if Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain and your faith is in vain. This is the big deal, everyone. And I'm going to ask you this. How often do you live cognitive and aware thinking about the resurrection? See, the problem is we weren't there at that time, but your granddaddy's 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 granddaddy keep going all the way back. Someone was there and they told your great, 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 great granddaddy about it. They believed and the greatest revival on the earth began. Jesus trumps all the gods because he wasn't just a prophet who came and told us some good things. He came, God in body, died the death that we were already dying in our body and deserved eternal separation from God for because we disobeyed. Well, you're great, 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 great. I can't go far back. Grandmother and grandfather. They disobeyed. And now we're all dead. But God. And so the story was handed down through generations. And the problem with story, it's like the Christmas story. We hear it all the time. And we, it's so familiar that we're unfamiliar. We don't even know it. What would your life look like if you lived keenly, cognitively cognizant and aware, sober all the time to the death and the resurrection? of Christ. See your life played out as you live under that banner. On a scale of 1 to 7 or 1 to 10, hold a 7 to an 8. Come on. Christ has not been raised, then our preaching is in vain. And your faith is in vain. Y'all, don't waste the blood of Christ. This, the resurrection, is the centrality of the gospel. This is why people spend so much time majoring in the minor things. What about the gifts? What about tongues? What about women teaching? What about, what about majoring in the minor things? And they punt on majoring in the major thing. Christ has conquered death. Accelerate. Come up towards an eight. Hold. And remember, all of these 
or an invitation. You do not have to work beyond grace. You have been saved by grace through faith. That's an eight. Pull back, recover. If you want to walk and be a five, do that. Take in some breath. Open your perspective here. I want you to notice the difference. When we get up towards the eight, nine, and ten, you have to narrow your vision. And there's a purpose for that. That's useful. Train it in godliness. And pull back. Accelerate. Go. Eight. back. For if the dead are not raised, not even Christ has been raised. I love. Isn't it possible that God could have done, oh, I'm just going to raise Jesus. I'm going to, here's the deal, everyone. God did not send Jesus to do a bunch of little magic shows and one big magic show. <laughs> what would that do? Whatever Christ came to display, manifest and show, it's so that we would know the same is possible for us. Be an eight, come on. Everything. It's like God doesn't create without sharing. Think about that. He didn't have to create anything. He was fully content to be God, but love can't contain itself. He says, I'm going to create, and I'm going to not just do it for my own pleasure. I'm going to share myself with the world. Pull back. There's a sling in my voice. Pull back. Be whatever level you need to be, whatever intensity to get your breath, but yet feel a grace, a, a gentle strength inside of you. If Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. If Christ hasn't been raised, you guys, we are the most pitied people. If Christ just came and did a bunch of magic shows just to show off, what does that do for us? <laughs> Paul says in verse 19, and we're going to hang on here for a while. If in, if in Christ we have hope in this life only, we are of all people most to be pitied. And I'm pretty sure he put that raspberry in there. If in Christ 
we have hope in this life only. <laughs> we are of all people most to be pitied. This is the word of the Lord. I have to come and ask you, where are you living short-sighted? Where have you lost sight of the resurrection? This is Paul's going, you will not preach the gospel unless you understand this centrality of it. It's the cornerstone. Christ came, walked, died, resurrected, <laughs> lifted, tore the veil, and said, now everyone, everyone, come, eat of this bread, drink of this cup. Where do you need a resurrection work? This, this is the gospel. Good news when you feel poor. Good news when you feel broken. Good news when you feel captive. Good news. Commentary says that the essence of hope is that it looks forward to the future and the ultimate future that believers anticipate is a new heaven and a new earth and glorified bodies like Christ's glorified body. It's a hope that reaches beyond life as we know it now. Because if we only have hope for this life, we are to be pitied more than men. Settle yourself in. Last couple songs together. Let's just think about this for a second. If your body didn't matter, God would not resurrect it. But you will be resurrected. So look at your body right now. Isn't it weird to think if you hate your body, you despise your body, you feel shame about your body, 
First of all, know this. That's not you, that's an enemy. That's not you. That's an enemy. And I need you to put your crosshairs of your bow and your scope. Put it on the enemy. <laughs> Pull back your bow and fire over and over until you come home to your body because God wants to resurrect it. One day, it says in John 6:40, on the last day, when Jesus returns, you will be resurrected. This body's coming back for you. <laughs> Do over. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> right? It's so weird to think we're going to escape this body. We spend so much of our time on earth trying to escape these bodies. So we run to the pantry, the local bar, pornography. <laughs> and we call it bad. Man, I can't wait to be rid of this body. And guess what? It's coming back. <laughs> Just like Jesus came back in his body, didn't cover his wounds. Because the body, the resurrection of the body, because people hugged him, remember this, he wasn't just a spirit floating around for 40 days. He was walking around in a body. <laughs> People could come up and fall at his feet. Mary could fall on her knees and wipe his feet with his, her tears again. <laughs> one day, you will hug your loved one that you lost. like actually hug them. One day you will see them right now. My mother and father, they're in heaven. They're a spirit, their soul, who they are in perfection is happening right now. But their body is down the road on 48th Street in Thomas. I could take you there today. That's their body. It's just a shell. But one day, one day I'll see them again and I'll feel joy about it. And that day might come before the final day. That on the final day, all the bodies come back. all the bodies come back and we can actually hug flesh on flesh bone of my bone can you imagine the joy and i think i'm just gonna hypothesize that i think it's that joy that turns on the lights the fullness the radiance of God's joy. They're all home. And it is finished, finished. New kingdom, new heaven, new earth.
Paul is charging the people. Live now for that then. Because that then is unfolding now. It's all connected. God will leave nothing out. It all will tie up. Verse 24, then comes the end when he delivers the kingdom to God the Father after destroying every rule, every authority, and power. For he must reign until he has put all his enemies under his feet. The last enemy to be destroyed is death. Oh, death, where is your sting? <laughs> this is going in the right direction. Repeat that. This is going in the right direction. Where there is pain and suffering, it's still going in the right direction. Don't lose your hope, or you are most to be pitied. Don't let the blood be poured out, wasted walked over. Verse 35. They're asking, the questions of what will these bodies be like? And we're just, Paul's doing his best to say that the perishable will be raised imperishable. Whatever's been sown in dishonor will be raised in glory. Whatever's sown in weakness, it is raised in power. Whatever's sown a natural body, it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is a spiritual body. And y'all, this spiritual body, see, then we go, oh, see, I'm not gonna have a body. No, what the spiritual body will be. It will be your body back, but without all the sickness and disease or need for earthly support. Get this, we won't eat because we are hungry. We will eat because it tastes good. And God created the new heaven and new earth. Everything God created without the downfall of sin and sickness and disease. Isn't it crazy to think fruit won't spoil? Meat won't spoil. I don't know if we'll eat meat, but I'm just saying. And just like a good meal now on earth feels like a glimpse of heaven to come, we will have that all the time. And I say, this is why we will sing holy, holy, holy 
to say this is awesome god you are awesome how awesome are you to think of all this and to include us in all this holy 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 it's not the spiritual man that is first but the natural and then the spiritual man comes the natural adam a natural man who is living also in a spiritual context of the garden of eden he had form and i guess there's something god when he originally created us he gave us form he also gave that thing called free will <laughs> but the spiritual it doesn't struggle the spiritual knows where its hope comes from the spirit god the creator of heaven and earth but the natural the natural under the authority of the spiritual it's a beautiful thing Just as we have borne the image of the man of dust, we shall also bear the image of the man of heaven. Verse 53, for this perishable body must be put, must put on the imperishable. And this mortal body must put on immortality. And when the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on the immortality, then, shall come to pass the saying that is written quote this is he quotes isaiah death is swallowed up in victory and then hosea oh death where is your victory oh death where is your sting the sting of death is sin and the power of sin is the law but thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord, your labor is not in vain. In the Lord, your labor is not in vain. Say that with me. In the Lord, your labor is not in vain. Say it again. Come on, you're moving your feet. Your hippocampus is ripe for information to convert it into a long-term memory. That's what the hippocampus does. It takes short-term knowledge and converts it, makes it long-term. In the Lord, your labor is not in vain. Do you see your feet moving? Do you see your sweat falling? Do you see your breath maybe labored? In the Lord, your labor is not in vain. In the Lord, where are you? Come back to the resurrection, yeah. It's at the resurrection new life began for us, you guys. Prior to that, 
It could all be excused as one magic show. <laughs> but he did them. <laughs> the curveball of all curveballs. I mean, come on. Anyone? My, my family loves to watch America's Got Talent. Well, starting to get old because it's the same old shows over and over and over, right? It's the same old act over and over. I tell you guys all the time, the enemy is a one-show pony trick. He only knows a few, so a few acts and he reinterprets them over and over and over. And the magic tricks, right? The guy who's about to get sawed in half as the, as the saw is moving closer and he has to escape the straitjacket. We go, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? He knows what's going to happen because he's tricking us. But to someone to die, put in a tomb, gone for three days, resurrect, walk among, have fish on the beach with some friends, hug, speak, talk, encourage. That's no magic trick. It's why we're still here today, and it's why try as you might to bury this message of Christianity and the hope of the gospel, and it will resurrect. You can't kill it. What is sown perishable is raised imperishable. So friends, is there resurrection? Yes. Friends, are we resurrected with Christ? Yes. Will we one day have a new body, a glorified body, as it says in Philippians 3, 21, who will transform our lowly body to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. Christ will raise this glorious body. He's gonna get back everything he paid for. This is good news. And it can't be self-contained. What are you going to do with this message today? Let me ask you, what are you going to do with this message today? How is it going to set a reorient yourself? Recourse your life. The situation, that circumstance. Yes, God, we thank you. I thank you. Thank you for listening to us as we work it out. <laughs> God, we know. I pray, and as I pray before I hit record, use my words. Don't let anything come out of my mouth that the enemy could use. <laughs> may it glorify you today, and may it bring resurrection power into your people that we live with the authority to serve like kings and to reign like servants, God. Keep us from pride. Keep us from unbelief. Resurrect us. We love you, Jesus. We love your word, God. Thank you that we are not just interested in hearing your word, but doing your word. Bless this community in Jesus' name. Amen.